This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Greetings, my podcast children. Have a seat and let me tell you a tale in a vaguely British narrator voice that I slowly lose as the story goes on. Once upon a time, there was a god, the creator, a builder of worlds who had three children in their image. The first was the elder, who followed in their parents' footsteps and created a world, Eldermorn and all of its people. But the Elder was a benevolent being. They wanted the people to know only bliss, to be on equal footing with the gods and inherit all of their knowledge. But the Creator knew that this would not do. So they had a second child, the Reaper, to judge the people of Eldermorn at the end of their mortal lives and decide who was worthy to join the gods in reverie. But the ensuing world was grim and puritanical. The people feared the gods and the Elder wept for them. The Creator knew that this would not do. So the creator had a third child, the trickster, one who would bring magic and whimsy to Eldermorn and live amongst its people. The trickster created the sprites, the fairies, and some would say the feeling of joy itself, and this, the creator thought, this would do. So they left to create other worlds, left us to the children, and children will have their quarrels. The Reaper and the Trickster battle for influence over Eldermorn. He wishes to return it to an age without magic and has sent a plague of undead horrors to punish humanity for its arrogance. Will magic survive the wrath of a vengeful god? Will the realm itself survive? I don't know. This is only the first episode, so I guess you gotta listen for like a while. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn. Eldermorn. Whoa. I always want to say it in a witchy voice. <laughs> Gotta be witchy. Uh, I am your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, and I am joined by my beautiful players, and usually... <gasps> We go around and uh, they introduce their characters and usually mm. say a little fun rhyming poem or something, but we don't really mm -hmm. know your characters yet. So no. rather mm -hmm. than spoiling it, 
why don't we start by just going around saying your character name and then what level you are and what class you are. And kind of as we meet your character, you can talk about it a little bit. And if anybody wants any more information on the characters, uh, they can go back and listen to episode zero because we talked about the world there and we talked about sort of our character design process. But let's get into it, starting with Jake Hurwitz. Henry Hogfish, a level two fighter and future Echo Knight. Very good. Looking to the future. Uh, And then we've got Emily Axford. Via Bulginia. I am a witch, but mechanically that is a one level cleric. Von Level Wizard. The classic formula. <laughs> Wonderful. Multiclassing already. Uh, <laughs> can't stop. There her. is no witch in 5e. I have to make it up. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and then we've got Caldwell Tanner. Zerk for Vane, uh, a level two artificer and an aspiring alchemist. Cool. I thought you were going to rhyme for a second. I was going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, that would be so Yeah, we, we explicitly banned rhymes, not just for this, but for the whole time. Oh, my God. You can't even talk about Leanne rhymes. <laughs> my, my, my character loves <laughs> Leanne rhymes. <laughs> what are we supposed Leo to do? Leanne's rhymes. <laughs> I'm gutted, Murph. I'm There's gutted. literally nothing to talk about. Uh, anyway. <laughs> How do I live without Leanne rhymes? <laughs> Very good. Good. Nice. Stop. Stop. How Snaps. dare you? How Snaps. absolutely Snaps. dare you? I said that wasn't allowed. Okay. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about where we're going to be starting the game. So our characters do not know each other yet, uh, but are all citizens of the Undermountain Empire, which spans the entire southern half of a continent under a mountain range uh, that protects them from raiders to the north. We are going to be beginning our journey in the northernmost imperial territory called Outerborough in a town called Thornkirk. Thornkirk sits along a popular trade route near a river, Um, It is a bit of a transient town, a lot of people stopping in for the night uh, as they travel for trade, either by land or by sea, Uh, but there are a decent amount of folk who live there full time and apply their trade at the docks or in the market square. We are a few weeks into autumn. This is the beginning of the reaping season, and the sun has just set on a Mm. cool fall night in Thornkirk. The magical sprites that inhabit all of Eldermorn fill the sky like glowing stars. Some buzz around like fireflies and others light the lanterns that line the streets. They look like gas lamps. These glass fixtures set atop black steel poles or hanging as like sconces on the sides of buildings. They have enchanted bulbs um, that attract sprites. As the sprites hover around it, they create an effect that causes it to cast an orange glow on the cobblestone streets below. Brilliant. Uh, The town is run by the Baron Sewastian Fenrose. (laughs) Sewastian. Let me write that down. (laughs) Whose uh, family sigil is the Red Rose. The Fenrose family Mm. has lived here a long time. So in their honor, uh, there have been many rose bushes planted, uh, and they have overgrown thick with thorns. You see moss and ivy cover up the sides of the older stone buildings in town. A fountain with a small statue of an old noble, long forgotten, sits in the market square and is covered with flowers and um, lily pads. Nearby, the various merchants pack up their wagons and finish up for the day, many of them heading into the local tavern called the Copper Dagger. Uh, And we follow a trickling stream from the fountain south 
to the river where dock workers load up cargo on small barges bringing goods from the capital or sending things farther into Attleboro. Our story begins across the river, over a short bridge, and into the woods just outside of town. The young witch of the woods, <laughs> Fia Boginia, wanders the dark forest with her faithful spellbook, Bukvar. Bukvar. Uh, Bukvar is flapping next to you, an animated flying uh, spellbook. Fia is searching uh, for something that was stolen from her private library. Mm, you trespass on what belongs to me. <laughs> Magic attracts sprites, and Fia has a fun but sometimes playfully uh, antagonistic relationship with the local fairy folk who love to steal enchanted books and fly off to the forest to play with them. Emily, do you want to go ahead and describe Fia as she searches the dark wood uh, for her missing spellbook? Um, of course. Uh, Fia is a witch, uh, <laughs> but she wears a rusty old blade on her back. She has short black hair and baby bangs and tattoos of protective wards. Um, she also wears like the tall lace-up boots of a hunter. Over her shoulder, obviously, we have little Bukvar, um, but she also has a book belt dangling from her hand. She's kind of holding it like it would look almost like a weapon because knowledge is a weapon if you think about it. Yes, okay. <laughs> the most powerful one of all. As a book belt, a book belt. Usually it has two tomes. Today, however, it just has one. A very disagreeable high level spell book named Philip. Fuck you. You're never going to be able to read me. Okay, so one of these days you will beg for it. I know this. Do I won't. She also has bandages on her hands because her other book she carries with her is a little bestiary named Volk whose pages bite. So, you know, opening it up is yeah, she more than just paper cuts. Um, and Fia, you know, Fia loves nothing more than a good cigar and a strong cup of tea. Very good. So maybe she is smoking a cigar. Maybe she takes out a matchbook, lights a cigar. This is a normal activity. The sprites have come. They take my book. Uh, I know that Volk is going to eat them up. So it's a lose-lose for everyone. <laughs> you see Bookvar, uh, who's this animated spell book that's flapping next to you, uh, flying in the sky, begins flapping in such a way to put out the matches. Oh, miss, please don't do that. You shouldn't be smoking. Bukvar, I light you on fire once. Okay, okay once, and I immediately <laughs> mend you. Well, first off, that would be reason enough for me to stop Okay, it was happening. this morning. It was uh, yes, this morning. I understand. Very recent. You can't just say it just happened once when it just happened. Um, but okay, but I, Capot, I promise it's not going to be a pattern. How about I, that? Okay, promising it's not going to be a pattern is very good, but also we are out in the woods in the middle of reaping season. There could be a horror out here or something. If there is a horror, I will do away with it. At least I hope. I do not have a good track record with killing horrors. Um, but Fia, <laughs> you see that... The glowing sprites out here are few and far between, and usually the forest is full of them. They do, you know, fly around the town and everything, um, but they're mostly around magic objects, or they're around, you know, people who are having fun or being whimsical, or they're around, like, children. But out here in the forest, normally they can, like, play and kind of be themselves. But out here you see very few of them, which is strange, and the ones you do see are glowing blue. And they change colors based on how they feel. And blue means they're sad 
or they're scared, or uh, for some reason they're fucking with you and want you to think they're sad or scared. Okay, it's got to be the last one. Okay, we are acting blue. What joke are we playing on Fia? I don't like any of these options. I don't want them fucking with us. They steal us. Volk (laughs) is gone. He's dead. Let's leave him. Let's leave Volk. (laughs) No, we have to go get Volk, okay? Volk is, you know, Volk is the... He said he only bites me. He doesn't say mean things to me like Philip. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to be able to read me. You're too stupid. Yeah, just wait, <laughs> just wait. You know what? I'm going to read you front to back. Thea, as you loudly argue with books and smoke cigars <laughs> through the forest, um, go ahead and give <laughs> me an investigation check as you try to track down um, where these pixies might have taken Volk. Ooh, Fia's first roll is a 17 plus four. Ooh, baby, 21. Fia, you see tracks in the woods here? It looks like a horse has stomped through here. And you also see near the hoof prints are a bunch of tiny, dull, blue glowing figures. Dull? Is this normal to me? Like... Sad sprites? Wet sprites? They are dead sprites. I'm sure they're not wet. (laughs) I cling to the hope that they are just wet and I walk (laughs) over to them. They are bone dry. (gasps) Oh no. (laughs) Usually usually their auras are so bright that they just look like glowing spheres, but without them you see tiny people the size of bugs with long pointy ears that extend over the tops of their heads and tiny wings. Can I do an arcana check to see what kind of like magic or energy might have caused this? Yeah, certainly. Ooh, 19 plus 6, 25. Ooh, baby. Fia, you would know that sprites are weakened when they're around horrors, but you've never seen them drop dead from one. Um, But your mentor was very knowledgeable. Uh, She was a blade witch, formerly part of a group called the Blades, who hunted horrors. And you remember her telling you about very powerful horrors that could kill sprites uh, just by being around their necrotic auras. Like a necrotic poison that they just fell from the sky. Exactly. And near them, you see that the book you were searching for, Volk, has been split in half and deanimated. Volk, Volk, I know you always bike me, but uh, this is my beast, Jerry. Oh, it's a murder! It's a murder! Oh my goodness! Um, I take it into my hands. Is it okay? Can I can I cast mending on it to heal a book or you something? Can, you can cast mending on a book to heal it. Um, <laughs> so uh, you collect the pieces. You see green magic swirls in both your hands. Um, making like connective tissue between the two parts of the book. Uh, And finally, it comes back together. You see this leather-bound book suddenly grows teeth and at first starts freaking out. Okay, okay. You're back to yourself. You're back to yourself. Fia have saved you. Starts biting, but then starts going. Like it's scared. (laughs) <laughs> I have never known you to be fearful. Volg, what What did you see? Who did this to you? <laughs> Go ahead and give me a perception check, Fia. Those damned horses. Would you believe I rolled another 17? Another 17. Uh, which with a three becomes 20. And Fia, what is your dex? A hundred. What is your actual dex? That's that's Emily Axford, what is your dex? My dex is a plus one. A plus one. Okay. Just a little something for me to have in the background here. No reason. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. 
Fear pees a little bit. Fear. <laughs> As you try to comfort Volk, um, who's now very scared and usually is fighting you, but fights to get into its little book satchel. <gasps> okay, it is hard not to be a little bit happy that he wants to be in a book belt. You see Philip next to it goes, fuck you, you little coward. You little fucking coward. You're so easy to okay, read. Okay, okay. The only person we call a coward is Bookfar because he is objectively a coward. That's right. Everyone be nice <laughs> to Volk. Volk is brave. It is I who want to go home right now. Volk okay, just wants Bookfar. to be on the belt. What? Bookfart, please. Okay. <laughs> As you argue with I, you, know, you are a coward, but you can't admit it, okay? Just the same way I am beautiful, but I can't. <laughs> no one's talking about it enough. Fia, as you argue with your books, you suddenly hear a ding, ding, ding. Okay, Fia knows, Fia knows that... The sound of a bell is often used to ward off fairies. This is something that I have heard. Um, in the distance, you see a dark figure silhouette in the moonlight. It sits atop a horse and holds a staff in one hand. In the other, it rings a small bell like a parent calling home their children for dinner. And something does answer the call. Suddenly, a needle blight, this little horror of nature, this little gremlin with skin of bark and thorns bursts from a nearby bush and attempts to shoot you with thorns. <laughs> your initiative, I'm going to make it that 17 plus one. With your perception check, you clocked this before it can get to you. You can act first. <sighs> but you see this thing flies out of the bushes, Bookfar flapping around. I yield. We give up. We give up. <laughs> Take Bookfar, us. Bookfar, step back. I'm going to use a sword and I don't want to actually uh, hurt you. Uh, Bookfire's already halfway home. It's just starting to fly. Okay, I'm going to keep this very simple, very instinctual. I will take a sword to the blight. Great. I swear to God, I just rolled another 17. Oh my Whoa. God. This Guess time with a different dice. Every, what start <laughs> counting. If you get 17 17s in a row, then <gasps> I we call it Guinness. 22 to hit. Yes. Believe it or not, you hit you hit this bad baby Groot. Eight plus three, that's 11. That's exactly how much health this thing had. Finish it as it flies at you in the air. Oh, bye-bye, okay. baby. I am, not, I am not accustomed to actually killing the uh, horrors and not just taking scars home from my encounters to learn from, so I am going to just really swing wildly, uh, <laughs> slice it in half, but hopefully the stickiness of its blood will uh, keep it onto, will make it stick to the sword so that it half of it gets sort of like, um, almost like a baseball home run. You crack this thing in half, instantly half its body flies off in one direction, half its body flies off in the <laughs> other direction, and you are covered in disgusting, dark red Goop. Uh, you see, Bookfar is also covered. Oh, this is <laughs> terrible. This is terrible. Book matter what? It's like ink. I'm a goddamn book. I don't like to be covered in goo. <laughs> I uh, begrudgingly cast Mending so that he's no longer covered in uh. goo, but I leave it on myself. <laughs> uh, you are still covered in goo. Fia, you look up and you see that the figure is gone. And it looks to have headed in the direction of town. And you have a sudden flashback to eight years ago when your mentor, the Blade Witch, Batilda, went missing. Yeah, Batilda. The last time you saw her, she was leaving for a trip 
and you saw a strange figure waiting for her on the other side of the bridge when she left town. And he wore the regalia of a horror hunter, uh, but he also carried a little bell. Oh, no. I thought that Batilda just didn't want to train me anymore. <laughs> Bookvar, we need to find this fucker. Uh, and with that, we will cut to Zerk Vervain, a Hello. different fucker. <laughs> <laughs> a fucker nonetheless. <laughs> um, Zerk. Hello. You are at work. Zerk at work. Zerk at work. Uh, you are at a place called Dr. Aloysius Nebel's Fantabulous House of Health. The old nine to five. The old nine to five. Well, nine to whenever, whenever Dr. Nebel needs me. Yeah, Zerk just walks in completely miserable as just like little fairies are dancing around this uh, alchemical lab with like little um, uh, machines that operate themselves and all these like fun objects. Just kidding. I love it. The, uh, the upstairs is full of potions and baubles and fun trinkets kind of designed to make the patients feel welcome. Um, but Zerk is downstairs right now, and the downstairs mm. is for grim business. And also accounting. Doesn't get grimmer than that. Well, that is a, that is a grim business. Um, <laughs> you are in a cold room with blank stone walls. Various instruments for poking and prodding sit on a workbench near you. And on a table in the center of the room is a dead body covered in a black sheet. Uh, you mm. see that your boss, Dr. Nebel, is down here. He's a spry little old man. He's around four feet tall. He's got pointy ears, a short white beard, uh, white hair on the side, but bald on top. He's got big, dark green eyes that are very kind, and he's constantly surrounded by sprites. You see a few uh, little green sprites are flying around him right now. Um, and usually, Dr. Nebel is a great mentor, but lately he's been a little distracted. A few days ago, he received a message that a friend of his um, was in need of some help, and he made immediate plans for travel. He leaves today, and as you wait to begin the autopsy, he's just kind of standing against the wall. He's flipping through a large tome, kind of completely wrapped up in it, uh, and he just uh, motions for you to um, begin. Um, yes, uh, go, go on, Zerk. Uh, you're going to have to do this on your own someday anyway, so why don't you go ahead and get started without me? Huh. My first solo autopsy? Are you sure? It's it's the dream of every young surgeon to cut open a dead body by themselves. <laughs> Indeed it is. Okay, um, do you want to put a blindfold on so that, like, I'm doing this totally solo? Or do you, should I, I, just, I trust you, I trust well, you. Well, yes, I'm, I'm reading, so I'm probably not going to do that. But yes, go right. go ahead, Zerk. No, no peaks, no peaks. So, Zerk, though. you uh, take the sheet off of this body, and uh, you see that the victim here has long blonde hair, tall, uh, kind of like a dexterous build. They have a, a, a wrist guard on their left wrist. And you know that they were a hunter, that they were a hunter that was found mm. in the woods this morning. And Caldwell, do you want to go ahead and describe what Zerk looks like as he performs this autopsy? Sure. Um, so Zerk has pointy ears that kind of droop slightly. Uh, he has a premature white hair that uh, is long and stringy and is stained with various solvents. It's clear that Zerk, uh, normally he keeps it up in a ponytail, but when he's distracted, uh, he lets the strands droop down and they often kind of dip into whatever concoction he's working on. So there's various uh, stains of different colors kind of at the, the edge of his hairline or at the edge of his hair. Ooh, that's a look though. That's a new trend. Yeah. yeah. You see Neville without looking up from his book just goes, Zerk, hair. Oh, right. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I tie it back into a ponytail. 
right before it can touch the body. <laughs> uh, and of course, I guess Zerk's most prominent feature is he has two extremely tired-looking eyes that he hides behind uh, some small tinted spectacles, uh, and he's chewing on this uh, small glass stirring rod, uh, something that you would normally use for chemistry to kind of uh, mix potions or whatnot together. Uh, he's kind of chewing on it. Probably should not be chewing on it. Clearly has not washed it. Uh, this is Zerk's uh, arcane focus that he uses for casting alchemical spells and whatnot. Uh, Nebel, without looking up, goes, Zerk, mouth? Yes, sir. Oh, whoop, whoop, there it is. Uh, Zerk takes it out of his mouth and puts it behind his ear. Ha ha, ha ha. Zerk thinks for a moment and then remembers to put on his gloves. <laughs> wow, the auto autopsy is going well so far. Okay, uh, Oh, and the last thing uh, I'll mention about Zerk uh, is that he kind of smells like a mixture of burning leaves and plastic. So it's kind of like acrid, Mm. but not entirely unfleasant. Pungent, I would say, is how Zerk smells. Burning plastic. Mm -hmm. The leaves part sounds good. Yeah, Yeah. the leaves part sounds good. Lead with the leaves. (laughs) It's like a a weird cologne. Uh, And Zerk, as you examine this body, go ahead and give me a medicine check. 14. The first thing that um, jumps out at you, which you would have even gotten with a one, maybe not a one, maybe, but a two would have done it. <laughs> with a one, I wouldn't have lifted the sheet up. <laughs> yes, you would have just been uh, examining the sheet. Um, but even with a two, you would have noticed this. Um, this person has been cut in half. Oh, mm. you see there straight is up in twain. A wound at their midsection that goes all the way through. And with a 14, you notice a very strange thing about this, which is that it's far too neat. The wound has been instantly cauterized. There's no guts hanging out, no anything. Far too neat for uh, for someone to have been cut in half. That means that whatever did this was either incredibly hot or it was magical. Uh, Dr. Neville, um, I don't need your help. I'm doing great. <laughs> But if you wanted to come take a look at this uh, out of sheer medical curiosity, I would love a second opinion on what is going on here. You see, um, Dr. Nebel um, closes this big tome that he was reading. Ah, yes. What uh, trouble from the woods do we have? Oh, no. Oh, wow. Yes. That's not normal, right? That's not normal. You see. We can agree. Okay. uh, Yeah. You see the look on his face. is troubled, and you guys see a lot of grim stuff. Like, you have, there are um, zombies that'll, like, pop out of the graveyard and eat people, or, like, Mm -hmm. crazy, you know, monsters that are the size of bears that will claw people. But, um, yeah, you see, you see Neville looks at it, and he goes, this is strange indeed. It's, It's too precise to be a horror, but too powerful to be a normal person. If I didn't know better, I would think this was done by one of the horror hunters, the Blades, but they wouldn't do something like this, and they're not really around anymore. Do you think it could have been a bear with really hot claws? That's a great question. Right, just you go ahead and write that down for cause of death, I think. Mm. <laughs> hot claws. Could we just call it that? Zerk, Zerk, as you say that, you see the sprites that were around uh, (laughs) Nebel begin to float around you. Uh, And he goes, "Eh, I suppose it's possible. There's new horrors every day. There's new nightmares every day. Um, (laughs) Exciting time, sir. (laughs) Indeed. Um, But unfortunately, Zerk, I will not be around to see this mystery out. Uh, But we can get a message sent to the inspector, and she can do with the information 
what she will. Hopefully, of course. this was just a one-off thing. Hopefully, it was just a bear with some really hot claws. <laughs> um, but before I leave, um, I was wondering if I could ask a favor of you. I- anything, sir. You- you've been so kind to me here. I, I- Do whatever you ask. Uh, you see, Dr. Nebel uh, leads you upstairs. Um, and as you pass uh, through the main kind of entrance in like the waiting room, you see that there's a burly coachman carrying Nebel's trunk out to a wagon waiting outside. It looks like he's leaving in just like an hour or so. Um, and Nebel oh. takes you into his office and closes the door behind him. Is it time for the annual retreat already, sir? <laughs> uh, no, this is not the convention. Ah, uh, the coroner's convention. It is, it is not cor- <laughs> it is not coroner con. There. God, so <laughs> pissed I can't go. Yeah, you, you have to be a coroner to go, but every year I fucking <laughs> just like, I try to get in. They don't accept amateur coroners which is fucked up <laughs> we've had we've seen some really fucked up stuff this year zerk we have some great idea for costumes next year i promise to take you to coroner con <laughs> <laughs> but anyway zerk falls it away i um, would like to go uh you see uh nebel uh gets kind of quiet and he goes so listen um zerk uh i know i've been vague about my travel plans but i'm afraid uh for your own good that i will not be able to let you in on all the details. Suffice it to say, I have a matter that requires my attention immediately, and I need to be discreet. And um, getting out of town quietly at a trade port uh, has proven difficult, and I needed hmm. to get my hands a little dirty and work with a few unsavory individuals. Um, you see, he pulls back the curtains on the window of his office, and he gestures hmm. out the window. And you see just ahead of the wagon that is uh, holding Dr. Nebel's stuff uh, for when he travels, you see just ahead of it, under the glow of the Sprite lamps, two individuals. Um, They're both on their own horses ahead of the wagon, Um, not Mm. on the horses that are pulling the wagon. That would be silly. Um, You see (laughs) one is a big, burly bear of a man uh, with long, stringy hair and an equally long, stringy beard uh, with a huge warhammer at his side. And you see the other is a person that radiates calm confidence. Uh, They've got slicked back black hair with a single strand falling forward, pointy ears, and a stick and poke tattoo of a rook, like the bird on their neck. And you see they absentmindedly spin a dagger in one hand and you see another on their belt. And you instantly recognize by the way they're dressed. They're wearing like black cloaks. Uh, these are members of a local gang called the Rooks. And many of them are ex-pirates or sailors who got their start by smuggling goods in town. Uh, so they are they are quite powerful. They have survived when a lot of other gangs have been stamped out um, because they're careful. They have a lot of blood on their hands, but they always wash their hands. Um, <laughs> Dr. Nibble goes, now... I was under the impression that uh, I would just pay them for a little uh, off-the-books boat trip that they would bribe somebody or something. But it turns out my compatriots plan on knocking out the clerk and the guard at the docks while I get on the barge with the sailor. Um, I don't entirely trust them to not make those people disappear because, you know, they are bad. Um, Uh So I was wondering if you wouldn't follow... I can see them just sharpening their blades right now. 
They're stabbing the air. I can see them doing it. <laughs> you look outside and you see the um, smaller rook has just too many things going on, has just a dagger <laughs> in one hand and furiously stabbing at the air while just also um, tossing an apple with the other hand and uh, swinging a short sword through it just looks incredibly <laughs> dangerous and menacing. It's eye-catching, I'll say that. Yeah, and Nebel goes... So uh, we're about to be leaving, but would you be okay with just following at a safe distance and just making sure that that whoever gets knocked out gets the medical attention that they need, that they, they don't do anything bad? You can go get the town watch if something goes wrong. So you just want me to make sure that they're safe. That's what I've been trying to learn from you, sir. It, it'll be a perfect opportunity to test my healing capabilities. Thank you, Zerk. Um, you see, Nebel puts his um, hand on your shoulder. Now let's go commit... A minor crime, but just a minor one. Let's not do any big ones. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with a quick night boat trip. <laughs> you see uh, some of the sprites uh, circle around you. When the, when the sprites circle around me, I get really excited, and I kind of uh, wiggle my ears a little bit to see if they'll perch. Uh, they're like cats, and as soon as they see that you want it too bad, they fly back to Nebel. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> After a bit, um, you see that the wagon is full. Uh, Dr. Nebel gets on and takes off with the coachman, and you follow quietly at a safe distance. And with that, we will cut over to our friend Henry Hogfish. Henry, yeah, you are on your way out to work. Mm. You're on your way to the loading dock. Uh, it's early night, uh, and just as many of the other townsfolk are finishing their days, Henry is just starting his. Still has a long night ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Henry, you travel through the market square. Uh, during the day, it's filled with carriages and tents with vendors, but the tents are down and the carriages are all locked up. Uh, people fill the cobblestone streets here. Uh, some of them are already drunk. Uh, you see a rowdy crowd pouring out of a tavern called the Copper Dagger. Uh, they are dressed a little too fancy for the local dive though. Uh, Henry, go ahead and give me an insight check. Okay. Shout out to the two crew. Shout out to the two crew. What? Wow. There it is. That's Henry. Henry, you're looking around and you're confused. There's a bunch of people in like tailcoats, a lot of people in uh, dresses with like flowers all over them or something. It looks like there's some kind of event at the Copper Dagger and it's very strange because normally this is just sort of a normal tavern. Uh, I'm curious. Can I peek in the window? Do a little, like, investigate. You're wondering if it's Coroner Con? <laughs> is this Coroner Con? There are a lot of coffins. It is. You know, there's going to be some drunken, horny coroners. <laughs> hey, I know a mortician. I think they have a plus one. <laughs> Henry's trying to get embalmed. Henry, you look in the window, and you see that it looks like a wedding party. They sing songs together uh, while a bard plays the fiddle. You can see in through the glass that they've cleared some tables, so there's more room for dancing. You see a young man in a tailcoat with dark brown hair, just like you used to have, uh. spinning a young woman in a dress covered in flowers. They pull each other in close and kiss as everyone around them cheers. Getting married at Coroner Con. What an, <laughs> what an honor. Henry, what do you see in your reflection yeah, as as my eyes adjust and I catch just Henry in the in the reflection, um, I see, you know, hunched shoulders, hands in the pockets. Henry is a medium height, medium build, medium man, as I've said. He's five <laughs> foot nine. 
uh, nine and a half size foot. He's got kind of like a salt and pepper uh, five o'clock shadow. It's hiding what uh, might have been a boyishly handsome face back when he had mm. some happiness, some youth to him. Um, it's got like a shock of black hair. He's graying on the sides. Maybe the, he's not very distinguishable, but maybe one thing that um, that you might notice is that he has large, expressive eyebrows. Mm. But he he doesn't often meet your eye. Henry, as mm. you're looking in the glass and seeing this happy scene, uh, catching your own reflection, you suddenly feel like someone is behind you, hovering right over your neck. You can feel cold breath there. And when you look in your reflection, you see an old man with sunken in eyes right behind you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you turn around and see that it is just your shadow. Okay. You're losing it, Henry. You're fucking <laughs> losing it now. Uh, Henry, you continue on uh, towards the docks. Under the glow of the sprite lamps, the lamps become few and far between as you near the river at the east loading dock. Um, this is beyond the main shipyard on the edge of the town. Uh, this is a smaller dock for smaller vessels to pull in and load up or unload while the main docks are reserved for bigger deals. Uh, because it's so remote, you are usually assigned a guard when you work the night shift. And you see as you approach, lit by uh, a torch on the side of a small boathouse uh, is a single scrawny guard in crisp, brand new leather armor with the rose sigil on it. Hello, sir. My name's <laughs> Willie, and I'll be keeping you safe tonight. Of fucking course. <laughs> you see, Willie looks like Willie weighs 95 pounds. Thanks for the protection, Willie. I give him a half-hearted salute, and uh, I pass him a flask. Uh, oh, we really shouldn't be drinking on the job, sir. More for me. Uh, Henry, you take a swig. You go over to um, your desk here. Uh, you see that uh, there's a lantern next to it uh, that is already uh, lit with the little sprites going around. And you check the logs for the night. Uh, there is a brewer that is transporting a few casks of ale, some specialty clothing items coming in for some uh, rich person uh, off some small merchant ship. Um, but those aren't supposed to come for a few hours. But suddenly you hear the sounds of oars in the water and you see a boat approaching kind of off schedule. Uh, sir, uh, what, what, what are we, what are we expecting here? Uh, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing here on the schedule, but it's probably nothing. Let's, let's just wait and see. You see a single burly sailor covered in tattoos, uh, gives a keelboat one last row and guides it into the boathouse, uh, as he pulls in the oars and hops out to tie it up. Hey, hey, buddy, you uh, you picking up or dropping off? Coming or going? Uh, yeah, we're just uh, dropping off a quick nap. <sighs> Drop. Uh, sorry, you you said that thing real fast. Dropping off a quick nap. You're having a quick nap? No, 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 no. You're having a quick nap. <laughs> Suddenly, oh, you see a huge figure in a black cloak <laughs> holds a rag over Willie's face. You see, Willie goes out instantly never had a chance and at the exact <laughs> same stuff, time really. you see a black cloak um wrap around you as someone smaller jumps up on your back gets you in like a rear naked choke and throws a rag over your face go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shout out to the three Kree. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Henry, you start to get tunnel vision. Up, up, up. And you go out as you collapse here on the dock. Quick nap. Just a quick nap. <laughs> Zerk, you have just witnessed this. You are hiding around a corner in view of the east dock. Yep. You watch the wagon with... The doctor in it um, pulls up with the um, coachman. Um, you saw that the two rooks had ridden ahead. Um, and you see uh, as this burly coachman um, begins helping Dr. Neville uh, quickly take all of his stuff and start loading it onto this boat. You see the two rooks dragging two unconscious people out of the boathouse and into bushes nearby. Um, and you see Dr. Neville um, lifts up the hood of his traveling cloak gives you a little nod and like waves you goodbye. Uh, I give him a fluttering bird gesture from where I'm hiding. Great. <laughs> uh, he looks confused, but then laughs and gives you a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> you see he gets on the boat, um, takes off and begins very quietly going down the river. And Zerk, you have seen um, these two rooks go behind some bushes uh, with the clerk uh, and the, uh, the guard uh, and you have not seen anybody come out yet, what do you do? I think I will take a casual stroll, like a normal citizen of Thornkirk, okay. towards the bushes. I'll go on my <laughs> nightly bush look. Great. Mm. I'm a bit of a bush looker. It's a hobby of Thornkirkians, and I find I can't resist. A stroll by. Lovely roses on these here bushes. <laughs> you see, as you see that, there's just so much startled movement instantly in the bushes. <laughs> you see the big dude comes out bearing his hammer, um, and you see um, the smaller person rolls out and super dexterously pulls out a short sword and holds it to your neck and goes, now what are you doing so far out here at night? Oh, oh, oh. hey, hey, it's cool, it's cool. I'm, I'm with the doctor. I'm taking care of the guys in the bushes. You're going to kill the guys in the bushes? What? No. Were you going to kill them? <laughs> you see, uh, they, they answer at the same time. The big guy goes, yeah. And the, the <laughs> other one goes, no. <laughs> All right. So clearly you two need to get on the same page about what's happening tonight. I was just going to heal them up and make sure they're fine and then take them out of here. You don't have to worry about it. Like, what were you paid to do? Jeez. Um, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Zerk has zero charisma. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a 14. 14. You see the big one starts to walk towards you um, and kind of puts his face in your face and then looks back at the smaller one and goes, he saw us. We got to take care of him. I see people all the time. You see people committing crimes? I mean, honestly, yeah. I saw like three robberies the other day. It's a bad town, dude. <laughs> the smaller, cooler one just goes, that's a really good point. There is a lot of crime. Yeah, and like there's a lot of systematic roots to the crimes, but I don't think we're going to get into that tonight. You see the smaller one gets in between you and the bigger one and goes, all right, all right, look, there's no reason for us to get our hands dirty here. My name's Sib. The big guy here is Fergus. Why don't you go ahead and give me your name? And that way... We can check up on you and just make sure you're keeping this between us friends, huh? Uh, my name is Zonk. Zonk <laughs> Verbena. Go ahead and give me a deception <laughs> check. 
fuck? <laughs> Shit. That's a seven. You see, they just turn back to Fergus and go, Fergus, knock him out. Uh, go ahead and give me, uh, go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, no. 20. Not Nat. A 20. Zerk, you see uh, that Fergus charges forward at you. You also see that as soon as combat starts, uh, Sib gets out of the way. Uh, let me go ahead and make a stealth check. <laughs> Hides as a bonus action, just disappears on the wind. Um, that is your turn. I am going to, as a bonus action, cast Expeditious Retreat on myself. <laughs> just to prepare myself. Um, yeah, I'll pull out my pipe mace, okay. which is this like very ornate brass pipe. Looks like Gandalf's pipe, except steampunk. Great. Um, uh, and I twirl it in my hands, and I just kind of swing right at uh, Ferg. Great. As you go to swing at Fergus, uh, you see Sib comes out of hiding and pushes you, so you trip forward a little bit. Oops. Sorry Whoa. about that. Um, so <laughs> roll that attack with disadvantage. Did they actually roll before? Yeah, they're fast as hell. They um, they had, like, highest initiative. They went at, at initiative 23, yeah. Shout out to the two crew. <laughs> Great. Nice. Um, you swing this little mace as this giant hammer comes down on you. Um Ferg is going to take a couple cracks. I start to say, put this in your pipe and small. Oh! <laughs> oops. You did that on purpose. Don't say oops. Yeah, this is such a bad situation. Um, 11 damage on the first hit, swings back around to swing what? at your jaw. And this dude oh, no. looks like he wants to kill you. Sib is like, whoa, whoa, chill out. I said, knock him out. I said, knock him out. Second one, 14 to hit. That misses. Misses. Okay. Um, third one. Third? Is a 24 to hit. That <laughs> absolutely hits. Okay. It's almost like the mafia of this town hires really strong henchmen. Uh, huh. That is <laughs> weird. That is 10 damage. Weird. Zerk's down. <laughs> <laughs> Thea would be down, too. Um, so you get As cracked in the back of the head. Uh, see Sib Abedius is like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing you see is the hammer coming back up uh, and cracking you on the chin. Ooh. Um, and Zerk, <laughs> uh, you get uh, smashed. Uh, you are knocked out. Thea. <laughs> um, Good night, everybody. As ah, funny night. You and Bookvar follow the tracks and they stop as they get into town. It looks like this this being got off their horse or did a better job covering it up at this point. But oh, go ahead and I give me like that option. a perception check as you cross the bridge um, on the east side of town. I'm going to ask you this all the time. Can it be investigate? Yes, it can be investigate and Bookvar can give you um, advantage. Ah, Bookvar will help me. Hmm. 13. 13. Okay. You hear mm -hmm. a boat going away, but you see half in the darkness, half under the light of the sprite lamp. Um, you see a hogtied man thrown <laughs> into a bush. Uh, <laughs> and then these two people kind of dust their hands off. Uh, you see these uh, two figures. There's a smaller one and a bigger one. You see the smaller one is kind of berating the bigger one, and they're getting into a little bit of a fight. Uh, and you see they walk off. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. 
It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Mm, okay. Um, I go over to the hogtied person <laughs> and I give them a little kick, okay. but a loving one, <laughs> a, a loving kick to <laughs> the ribs. Yeah, you open the bushes and you find three hogtied people. Um, <laughs> what? You see two that are... I am starting to feel underdressed. <laughs> Should I be hogtied? Uh, oh, this seems bad. We've... There's a kidnapping <laughs> plot. This is terrible. Bookfire starts freaking out. Bookfire, um, don't jump. <laughs> Don't jump to conclusions. We do not. People like to get tied up for many different That's reasons. That's true. I didn't mean to kink shame. I'm sorry, <laughs> miss. Um, it's always a problem with you. You see you see two of them. Uh, the man uh, in his like mid-30s with kind of disheveled hair looks to be sleeping. The young boy knight uh, also <laughs> seems to be sleeping. And the like mm. studious looking dude with the pointy ears absolutely got his ass kicked like broken nose <laughs> bruises, bruises under his eyes like pockets turned inside out and you see on a hastily scrawled note on his back um you pick it up and you read it it says we know where you work doctor boy you owe me dash sib S-Y-B. Dr. Boy. <laughs> have I ever met Sib? I don't go into town much, but have I ever met uh, Sib? Go ahead and give me a history check. 
14. You can, you might not know Sib personally, but you know mm-hmm. that they're probably from the Rooks. You're, um, are familiar with uh, this kind of crime family. Okay. And uh, I have good or bad associations with the crime family. Um, you'd probably, it'd probably be neither here nor there. Sort of the, the situation okay. between the Rooks and the City Watch is that they're about equal power. They have about the same amount of fighting power. The Rooks, for the most part, just want to make money. So they don't want to have the, you know, uh, knights of the town break into their gambling hall and start huge fights. The City Watch doesn't want to lose all their men in a fucking civil war in the streets. So it's like this tolerated thing as long as it's not Mm. out in the open. Okay, but this is the work of human foes and therefore not horrors. So I think that I mostly have done my um, healing on werefolk. So I uh, say a small prayer to uh, myself. (laughs) I have no God. So I rub my hands together and then give him a sprightly slap across the face (laughs) for my healing. Uh, How much do you heal him for? Seven. Uh, Seven. Uh, Zerk, you pop back up. You see this person in uh, Hunter Regalia standing over you has just slapped you with a healing touch. You feel a little better, but you're still you're still very fucked up, and all of your money has been taken. Just take... I don't have anything left! What? No, uh, this note was left for you on your body. What happened? Is this a good thing that you are all tied up and sleeping together, or should I be concerned? Well, I mean, I can't speak for those two... But I was not into it. Oh, so this was not coordinated. It's coincidence that you are all hogtied? Yeah, fully coincidence. Um, I mean, there are some overlaps, I guess. Uh, I was supposed to be healing them, but uh, I ended up in need of healing. So (laughs) that's a bit of a quinky dink. (laughs) Quinky dink indeed. What a fun word. I mean, you know what? That's that's the way of the reaper, right? You know, you think you're going to heal, but it turns out you're the one that needs healing. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe it's not the way of the reaper. But... Anyway, thank you so, so much for uh, getting me back on my feet. Uh, I'd offer you something to drink, but again, I was uh, severely robbed. No, no, it's okay. Hello, my name is Fia. Oh, s- uh, this is my book named Bukva. Hi. Oh, hi, Should we hi there. wake up the other guys? They seem like oh. they're just sleeping here. Absolutely. I do one slap, one cold-handed <laughs> slap across both of them in one stroke. Up, up. <laughs> wake up, up time. Willie wakes up. Ah! Did we? Did hey, we fail? Lily, thanks, thanks for the protection there, uh, bud. <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble. Uh, let, would you like to be untied, or would you prefer to do it yourself? Yes, we don't I, want to kink shame. I did that before. I'm sorry. Yes, that's true. Bookvar, give a good apology. Appreciate that, everybody. But this is not my thing. <laughs> okay. uh, I very much like to be untied. Really, you look so at home in it. <laughs> that is one of the first compliments I've ever received. Nonetheless, I would still. Like to be free from. You're the, not exactly the smiling, but you okay. do look content. <laughs> Henry, you have no. You, all you saw was you saw you saw you and Willie get knocked out. You have no idea who the fuck Zerk is. Just this bruised, battered dude, also tied up next to you, and a flying book next <laughs> oh, to this. And we're sort of debating if I like being tied up or not. Come here, I untie you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, you all are untied. Um, you come I out- have to ask you, this is the work of horrors or you are the work of humans? Because both have their evil, I found. Yeah, no, this was, this was the rooks. This was, this was humans all the way. You see Willie mm. goes, and we, we, we've, we've got to report them. 
Hey, you know, let's. There's, we're not supposed to ask the, questions. I, I feel like, you know what, maybe oopsie-daisy on all sides. Um, we just forget this. Everyone's healed up. Oopsie-daisy. Good daisy. to go. Also fun. Coinky-dink, oopsie-daisy. Um, sir, <laughs> yeah, Clerk sure. Henry, um, did yeah. you forget that there's a scout tower not far from here? They probably would have seen a boat coming in or out. Okay. Well, you know, we did what we're supposed to do. We asked questions. We got our ass kicked. Let's. But if just, we don't report it, then they're going to know that we didn't okay. do it, and then we're going to we'll get thrown it. in the yeah, jail. Well, Willie, uh, let me show you how we do it. We report it, but we don't know nothing. All we know is we got our asses kicked. Okay. We got knocked out. We okay. woke up. <laughs> we didn't see nobody. We didn't hear you nobody. You are going to formally report that you got your ass kicked. Hey, That's I humble. can't I take like any it. lower. <laughs> you see, you see, Bookfar, uh, this flapping wow, you book. You really come in with the heavy <laughs> comments. I overshare, I guess. Bookfar faces Henry. I really relate to you. I don't know you very well, but I'm I'm Bookvar. Hey, I'm Henry. Henry Hogfish. You don't. I I lean into Henry. You don't want to relate to Bookvar. He's a coward. <laughs> One time, I was kidnapped by a bunch of sprites, and they threw me down a well. Oh yeah, your your yeah, pages you know, look pretty soggy there. I was thrown down a well figuratively. So I, yeah, I think we can. Here, you want to sw- you want to swig of this? I pass on my flask. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, good. Oh, Gave him a little uh, oh, bit of liquid um, courage. Henry. Your booze has been uh, stolen from you. Oh, I pat my pockets all over the place. Well, isn't that just perfect? I am not a detective, but I can probably put together that uh, you have your drink taken. You have your drink taken. These are booze thieves, huh? Amongst other things, but yeah, primarily booze thieves, it would seem. Oh, my. You see, um, Willie sits up. Oh, my goodness, Sir Clerk Henry. Bootleggers, we need <laughs> I, to get to the tower now. Okay, let's come. go to the. T- I just, uh, you see, he so runs just, off and starts running towards the tower. Uh, no, let's. Will I? I just want you to know, I'm not your superior. No need to call me sir. <laughs> okay, all right. We gotta either we we gotta stop him or we gotta beat him there. Uh, you guys want to come? You want to help me? Uh, just. Just put a pause in this kid. Sure, you sound like a very sad man. <laughs> I came here to find a horror, and everything you said has been horrifying. Honestly, so perhaps yeah. you are it. Tell you yeah. what, if you can make one thing go my way tonight, I will be your friend forever. Stop that guy. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Yes. Wow, a friend. And Mr. Hogfish, if I could get in writing uh, that I healed you and took care of you, and that no ill befell you. That would be super fantastic. I just need that for my supervisor. Sure. I just, I do think we woke up at the same time. So are you sure that you... I mean, you're already doing one lie tonight. I figured that two would be fine just for you. Give me the paper. I'll sign it. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I will go ahead and cast guidance on myself and book it towards this little uh, uh, Vaughn who he's run. Okay. Uh, you cool, see, yeah, he's, he's kind of clomping along. He's in like heavy chainmail. Um, you guys are older and a little <laughs> bit faster. Um, you guys quickly um, catch up to him, um, and he goes, "Oh, good. We'll we'll all go together. We need to get to the tower." Okay. You, you want we we will go report it, but just remember, we don't remember nothing. Okay. Okay. You guys all make your way to the watchtower, the stone tower that looks out over the river and has a pretty clear view of the east docks. And you see out in front of it, in front of the doorway, under a sprite lamp, is a single city watch guard standing up against the stone. Hmm. Uh, sir, I give a, a salute. Uh, as you approach and say, sir, the person does not react. Um, 
okay, just came to report suspicious boat came in and uh, we asked him some questions. They turned around just, uh, you, can you hear me? Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check, Henry. How do they did? Excuse me. That is an 18. Uh, Henry, as you approach, you see that there is a little bit of blood on the side of this person's lips. And you see that they are propped up against the stones, <gasps> stabbed through oh. with their own sword. All right. Look alive, Willie. Oh, don't jump. <laughs> You see, Willie sprints away, leaves. It's for the best. He was a rat. I salute Willie on the way out. <laughs> Be safe. Okay, this is serious. Um, can I look at him and uh, do an arcana check to see if uh, this is the same arcane energy I saw on the sprites? Yeah. Mm. 16. As you look up at mm. the sprite lamp, mm-hmm. it was maybe a little more dull than it would normally be. And you see it is because the sprites in there are dead and are glowing a darker red as uh, they fade. It looks like a light bulb going Mm. out. My sprite graveyard grows more crowded by the day. I scoop up the sprites because I must give them a proper burial. Okay, this is the work of a horror. This I know to be sure. Uh, Yeah, Bookfar goes, yes, we saw a strange person on a horse, they had some kind of stick, and huh. they make sprites die, and it's bad. Did they have a, a magical blade of any sort with them? We did not see that, did we? We, did, we didn't see a blade, but we didn't get a great look. We just saw a silhouette. Okay. A scary one, a very scary silhouette. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. Got a mean figure. Okay. okay, first things first. This is going to sound dark. I know we just met. Please don't judge me for this. I think we should leave this body propped up. <laughs> Otherwise, someone will know that we were here. Is the body dead? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yes, it has the coldness of death. Okay, can I do a perception check and see if I can, if whatever did this is like nearby, how long, mm. maybe I can try to deduce how long ago this happened? Yeah. And I will do a check to try to find more tracks. Great. Uh, that's only an, that's an eight for perception. Ooh, that is an 18. Fia, you do see tracks of boots. Mm. They look like mm. like hunter's boots. Can I measure the size of my foot against it? I have a size 10 foot. You have a size 10 foot? Uh, they're a little bit bigger mm. than yours. I know. Uh, two sizes bigger than Henry's. <laughs> <laughs> and Henry, you, with that perception check, you don't hear anything, and that's very strange in, like, a watchtower. You know, A, that there are ravens, there are birds in there being kept, that you do not hear anything. You know that there's, like, a, a bird keeper up there that, like, gets the messages. You know that there's usually, like, a guard or two down here. There should be, like, four or five people around here, and silent. Oh. Can I run up to the top of the watchtower and see if I can get a better view of where these footprints went? Yeah. As you go in, you immediately see another body half ripped like a chunk was cut out of them um, as they're like they're like reaching forward. They're like diving forward, trying to run down the stairs. It's another uh, member of the of the town watch. And go ahead and give me an insight check. Uh, 14. 14. Um, you see that this wound is also cauterized. Oh, gosh. 
I was hoping it was bears, but it's not bears, gang. Uh, Zerk is climbing the tower. Uh, what do the rest of you guys want to do? Um, I will follow. Yes, I will follow. Yeah, I'll follow too. You guys go up this tower. You reach the top. And you find yourself in a small circular room with a ceiling and some cover, but big open windows where you can look out uh, onto the river. A nice view in another situation. You yeah. also see cages where presumably messenger ravens or pigeons would be kept. Instead, you see a bunch of dead ravens Ugh. and a dead bird keeper. This is real. This is real. This is real bad. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I don't come into town very much. Is this normal? This is quite abnormal. <laughs> I've been... Yeah. Okay. Look, I've I been hogtied. keep checking. I've been hogtied before. Not, again, not my thing, not my choice. <laughs> I've woken up. Okay, but... Mostly yeah. robbery, arson... Uh, you know, like minor okay. harassments are, are pretty common, but like this is a lot of death. You don't wake up to everyone dead. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me uh, perception or investigate checks. It's another 14. 18. 12. Again. Everybody sees this body. You see that there's uh, somebody looks like they're a messenger or maybe like the bird keeper or something. Um, does not have armor on. Um, kind of rolled up in the corner. Looks like they were trying to hide from something. Oh. If you hide, you should not get hurt. And they have a note near them um, with a broken seal. Okay. Huh. Uh, I take the note. I read it. I'm an avid reader. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Fia, I am sending you what the note says. Uh, your um, new friends exciting. look at you as you pull out this new note and read aloud. I look very smug, like I am showing off <laughs> <laughs> by reading this. Ah, it's a note, but don't worry. I will read it. Yes, you okay. read all the time. Why would that be weird? <laughs> I mean, book for I'm making new friends. Okay? Uh, <laughs> Part of friendship is showing True. off to earn the friendship. I'm a book. Okay. I'm like reading as a thing. Huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> when you read, it's weird. Okay. The note says, Neville, do not get on the boat. Uh -oh. We have been compromised. There is suddenly an explosion of fire below in the river as you see the barge alight and screams fill the air. God damn it. There are several monoculars and telescopes up here. I rush over. Do doctor, doctor. I'm going to get blamed for that. I'll look <laughs> at one too. Uh, well, all the telescopes are taken. So, you know, I'll just read a book in the corner. <laughs> we can split. It's a monocular, but I think that, you know, if you squeeze your pupil next to mine, I think we could share. That's no, fine. I've been working through this self-help book from a really self-indulgent wizard. So I'll do that. <laughs> you guys look down. And you see in the light of the fire, a figure swinging a scythe, cutting through a sailor, then cutting through another one. And you see swarmed by scared blue sprites is Dr. Nebel, who rushes to the end of the boat, quickly uh, goes through his pack and tosses something from it into the water. Uh, you see the sprites drop dead as the figure comes up from behind him and slashes through him in one quick, deadly swing. Jeez Louise. And as Nebel falls over, the figure looks up and you see in the light of the fire, the rotting face of a man. He's clad in all black with a slouch hat, white hair and stubble. He wears a blindfold over his eyes, but seems to be able to sense his enemy's presence. You see he deactivates the sickle. The arcane blade fades and it just turns into a staff. Fia. You see he once again pulls out a bell 
and begins ringing it. And even though he is far away, it reverberates through the night. Ding, ding, ding. Suddenly the birds on the floor of the tower begin to flop to life. And the bird keeper rises with a frightening moan as a zombie. Everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. 12 for Fia. Um, and I just rolled a natural one. Oh, congratulations. God. That you do not get to reroll. What is your dex, Zerk? <laughs> uh, my dex uh, is plus three. So it's still, it's a four. So okay. we're doing great. I got a, I rolled a 19 and that's Ooh. a 21 for Henry. Henry, you are first. You see in this room, um, a shambling zombie coming towards you. Uh, you also see the swarm of undead ravens uh, getting ready to peck. What would you like to do? Uh, you know, Henry doesn't have anything against birds, so I think I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna attack the the zombie. Sweet. And Henry wields a halberd, correct? That's right. Um, I have so I have kind of like a cloak on, and underneath that I have what I'm imagining is like almost a, a, like a retractable halberd. Okay. Because so, they're really long. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those things you use to clean gutters. Uh, and I'm gonna try to smash the zombie. Sweet. Whew, thank God I didn't roll a one after I described Henry's weapon for so long. Um, that is a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, that hits. You guys see uh, this dude who has so far only said extremely negative things about himself does appear to know how to use this spear, um, pulls out uh, this weapon, uh, extends it fully. It's got like a little handle in the middle and then extends fully out, spins it around um, and expertly uh, swings at the zombie. It's 15 damage. 15 damage, Ooh. damn. Rolled an 11 on the D12. I think you undersold yourself, mister. <laughs> I, I Trust me, I really suck. That was the one, the, the one cool thing I did today. <laughs> yeah, I barely noticed the toot when you swung. Henry, you see, uh, you, you thrust your spear forward. Uh, it goes through the bird keeper's head and uh, the head explodes off, uh, but you see the body stays up and is still going. Uh, the swarm of ravens are going to go ahead and go after, let's say, Fia. She was back a little bit. Uh, Fia, you are surrounded by these ravens who attempt to peck at you. Um, you see uh, Bookvar uh, starts uh, kind of swinging at them, flapping at them with his books. <laughs> get away! Get away, nasty little birds! Get away! Get away! Very brave. I told you I make a warrior of you. Uh, and they miss. Um, that, ah! that is the zombie's turn. Um, this first zombie uh, is going to go ahead and take a punch at Henry. Ooh. Hey, okay, okay. We're going fisticuffs then. That's a six hit. Yeah, uh, puts up like old, old-timey old Irish boxer, underhanded, uh, <laughs> tries to swing at you, misses. Another one that was already halfway up the stairs is going to shamble in um, and take mm. a crack at Zerk. Oh, that's, this is going to make a lot of work for us in the coroner's office. That's a twenty-two to hit Zerk. That hits. Oh God! <laughs> also, uh -oh. also doing oh, the old, dear. also doing the old-timey <laughs> boxing pose. Oh my God! I just rolled a six on a d6. <laughs> Seven damage. <laughs> no, that is exactly oh, no. how much I give him. Zerk's down again. Perfectly oh, on the button. Zerk, who has already been beaten up, glasses broken, <laughs> bruises under his eyes, broken nose, just gets 
popped and goes down. I'm used to corpses being dead. This is very new. Um, <laughs> the last zombie was at the bottom of the stairs. Um, is going to need to use three it, zombies. Is going to need to use a full dash action to get all the way up. Fia, that is up to you. Okay, so there are three zombies and some very rude ravens. Very, they're very rude, miss. They're very rude. They're picking up book far. Ah, they're worse than the sprites. Okay. I am going to use are two of the zombies next to each other. Yeah, I'll say you guys were all at like up by like the telescopes and stuff. So um, yeah, everybody's kind of packed in pretty close to each other. Okay. Um, so I will make an attack on the zombie that Henry already attacked. Okay. Um, I am going to do a green flame blade on the zombie so that uh, it attacks the zombie and then uh, does some fire damage to the ravens. Okay. Extremely frowned upon in a boxing match for a third person to come in with a sword. I didn't know the rules. <laughs> and I didn't know it's the rules. It's very rusty. Yeah. That makes you feel better. There's normally tons of birds around, though, so that's fine. Okay, does a 14 hit. Yeah. 11 damage to the zombie. 11 damage. You see you cut into the zombie. It falls down, but it is going to do a... It is going to use its undead fortitude to try to survive. So it's a DC 16 con saving throw for I it. give it a very mean stare. With a nat one, um, you see it goes down, starts to get back up. You give it a mean stare, and then it flops Big, over. Big, scary, unblinking eyes. <laughs> Withering. <laughs> and, then, um, and then with Green Flame Blade, the ravens will take uh, four fire damage. Okay. Nice. And then as a bonus action, I will healing word once again, my new friend Zerk. Great. Oh, right. I think that I cut into the air like <laughs> a healing ward glyph. Great. Uh, this That's time cool. only six hit points. Uh, <gasps> Z- Zerk, you pop back up. You've been knocked out twice today. <sighs> Not normal for your life at all. You're no. like a doctor's apprentice. This is Beverly got knocked out a lot, but Beverly was like a little paladin. You are just yeah. I okay. work indoors. <laughs> keep your keep your fist in front of your face. All right, buddy. I will not do that. Henry has been knocked out so many times. You just curl <laughs> up into a little ball, and yeah. then they can't. Unfortunately, just... unfortunately, you always wake up. <laughs> Thank you so much for healing me. I was worried Henry. I was going to miss Coroner Con. <laughs> I would love an invite. I guess I would have still been able to go, but I would have been on display. And then you see, on initiative nine, oh. a. <laughs> dark spirit, a shadow um, comes out of the wall um, and is going to make an attack on Henry. Okay, okay. It is going to try to drain your strength. Give me what little strength you have left. I, you know, I really don't have any despair, unfortunately. (laughs) Henry, you are really worrying me. Uh, That is only an 11 to hit. (laughs) That misses. The shadow is going to use uh, a bonus action to hide, Hugo style. <laughs> um, so goes ahead and um, hides uh, back in the wall. You're right. There's really not much to pull from here. Uh, that almost hurt worse than you draining my strength. <laughs> uh, Zerk, that is your turn. So uh, I think I am going to cast uh, Fairy Fire. Oh. Ooh. I think I pull out my little glass stirring rod and I tamp some uh, magical herbs down into my uh, pipe mace and I like breathe in and then I just like blow out the smoke that covers the room. Uh, It is a 20 foot tube. Ah. So everyone within it has to make uh, a dexterity save or they are uh, covered in light. 
and then I believe they everyone has advantage on attacks against them. Sweet. Fia looks at her cigar and wonders if she did this by accident. <laughs> Ooh, these zombies are not dexterous. First one gets a four. Ooh, yeah. Second one, shout out to the two crew. That's a big zero for that one. And then Ooh. the shadow, the shadow got an 18. Okay. Um, but the two zombies you see are lit up. Normally, um, sprites are like afraid of these horrors, uh, but you mm-hmm. see now um, they are glowing orange and a bunch of them fly from Zerk and Fia and begin swirling around the zombies um, and giving them like an orange glow. I look around panicked and say, is that better? (laughs) I think so. They're glowing now. I don't know if that helps. No, that's good. That's like like pointing at them. It's good. My blade feels hungry when you do that. Okay. I think it is good. Henry, that's back around to you. These one zombie that you were fighting is gone. There's two in here, then ravens, and then the shadow that came out of nowhere. All right. So uh, put your dukes up. Let's do this the old-fashioned way. Um, And then I'm going to hit him with my halberd. (laughs) (laughs) Only uh, 16 to hit. Uh, 16 super hits a zombie. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Another 11. That's uh, 15 damage. Ooh, this one looks super hurt. Uh, Completely take off its shoulder. You are doing so well, Henry. (laughs) Yeah, well. Thank you. This is one of two things I know how to do. Well, you should be emboldened (laughs) by these successes. I feel good for you. You hear the shadow from the darkness. I've seen what's inside, and he really has nothing to pull from. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) I can make fun of me. You can't make fun of me. Come out, you fucking coward. (laughs) Uh, The ravens are going to go ahead uh, and take a crack at Fia. Mm. And by crack, I mean... A little beak. <laughs> beak me, I okay. dare you. They try to beak you for 14 to hit. That misses. That misses. The ravens Woo. miss. That misses the misses. Uh, misses the misses. Uh, two zombies left. One will go for Fia. 16 to hit. That is my AC. Um, punches you with an old-timey punch. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, just three They're damage. So proper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just like, three damage. Yeah, just does like really fancy footwork, and then gets up under you and punches you in the gut. <laughs> in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> I spit up a little bit of uh, cigar ash. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop smoking, Miss. You shouldn't be swallowing the ash at all. A nasty habit. But uh, I like and then it nasty. the other zombie is going to go for Henry. Uh, that's only a nine to hit. Misses big time. Just does too much footwork and um, uh, slips. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I just ask, where are all you zombies training? Because you all seem to come from the same gym. We just watched Rocky Three a lot. <laughs> okay. I am also imitating what I have seen. No formal training either. Um, that is Fia's turn. The raven that closed, I mean, the zombie that closed with me, can I do a green flame blade and then, and then hit the uh, ravens? leap yeah. more fire to the raven? Yeah, you can set those birds on fire. Uh, that is a 19, thanks to my advantage. Super hits. Hey. Nine damage to the zombie okay. that hit me. Uh, this zombie would go down. Uh, you see it falls over. You pull the expert boxer move, which is to pull out a sword and swing it at them. <laughs> That's a TKO. <laughs> His sword isn't even good. It's rusty. The zombie goes down, uh, but the zombie is going to uh, use its undead fortitude. It's got to beat a nine. It's um, five plus the damage taken, so it's a DC 14 check. Stare at it again, lady. just like in Rocky Three. Shout out to the two crew. Stays down. Yes. I look at my blade and I say, you feed and feed. When will you be sated? (laughs) And then uh, fire also jumps uh, four more fire damage to the ravens. The birds are concerned. 
<laughs> and then I think I'm going to look at Zerk and say, are you feeling insecure? Do you want like a little more AC or should I just fucking go mad on these zombies? Oh, go nuts on those zombies for sure. Okay. Then I'm going to attack the other zombie. Sweet. I do feel insecure though. If that ghost uh, taunted me at all, I would crumple. <laughs> 16 plus 5 is going to be a 21 to hit that. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I should say that this is because I have my first level of cleric is war priest, so I can three times do a bonus action second attack. Great. So I will (laughs) hit him for 10 damage. You mess him right up. Still trying to dodge, um, but you catch him with the sword. When do they have time to tape their arms? <laughs> yeah, they're all, their hands are taped. <laughs> they're all in singlets, right? Uh, yeah, they're wrestler boxers, I guess. Yeah, this one's a wrestler, so it's in a wrestling stance, getting ready to take you down. After Fia, you see um, the shadow comes back out uh, and goes, all right, I believe in you this time. Let's see if you've got any strength in there. I'm telling you, I do not. (laughs) He's going to try to drain strength from Henry. Oh boy, that's a 10. Um, Once again, (laughs) does not get any strength from Henry. Wow, this is... I'm starting to feel bad for you, and I'm a being of pure evil. Mm Mm-hmm, yep. Welcome to the club. Everyone feels bad for me. Including me. I know, yes. <laughs> me mostly. The self-talk needs to really move in a different direction. <laughs> we'll talk about this. Can I ask, you were summoned by the bell? I'm not telling you shit. Uh, hides in the shadows. Okay, I try the nice way. Uh, ooh, rolled a nat one on uh, just does a really bad job. Yells, uh, I'm not telling you shit. Uh, and you see, just pretending to be the shadow of a chair nearby. The shadow is fucking visible. <laughs> <laughs> that is Zerk's turn. Cool. I think this time I'm going to cast uh, Expeditious Retreat on myself as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm going to dash to the foot of the stairs and kind of hide a little bit. Okay. Uh, so once I am kind of firmly tucked away, I want to pull out my crossbow. I have a little light crossbow. Um, I use my stirring rod to douse one of the bolts with this like magic essence. Uh, and then I'm going to use my firebolt cantrip on the nearest zombie. Whoa, sweet. Nice. I, uh, I stick my cigar out because it actually went out, but I stick my cigar out to hopefully get relit. <laughs> uh, my aim is not that great. Are you sure about this? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, that's going to be, ooh, that's a 21. Uh, super hits. Uh, you guys see Zerk extremely quickly uh, is able to get behind uh, some barrels, uh, whips out the light crossbow, does a little bit of alchemical magic, shoots the arrow. It becomes this ball of fire, lights Fia's cigar, nearly hits Bookvar, <laughs> who flops out of the way, uh, and then nails this zombie. Sorry, Mr. Bookvar. Oh, it's okay. I like your style, hiding behind things. It's good for him. It's good for him to get a little danger. Uh, seven damage. Uh, seven damage. This thing looks pretty messed up, but still up. Uh, Henry, that is your turn. All right, I've had enough of shadows giving me grief. Henry's going to take <laughs> off his jacket. He's surprisingly vascular. What? <laughs> Just veiny arms. They're not very strong. Uh, but he's wearing like an old-timey uh, white tank top, like an old boxer. Um, and I'm going to swing my halberd at the shadow. Great. She's never seen a gym in this town. That's a dirty 20, I think. Uh, that is going to hit. Eight damage. 
eight damage. Okay, this thing is actually resistant to non-magical attacks. So you you see as you um as you jam your halberd down, you see the uh, blade hits where the shadow is, and you see it separates the shadow and kind of weakens it. But this is not a like corporeal being. Um, so you see it stays. You're gonna have to swing harder than that. I don't have a lot of strength. <laughs> I. I know. Stop. Stop doing this to yourself. <laughs> I just want to echo Fia's question. Like, are you a part of the bell thing or do you just live here? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. We're just talking. Both the bell calls us. Um, mm. That is the ravens. The ravens are going to swarm and peck at Fia. <laughs> peck me. I like beaks. 14 misses. Um, last zombie uh, gonna, uh, who we have decided is a wrestler is gonna go for a single leg <laughs> takedown uh, <laughs> and then get behind. Is gonna actually, no, not the single leg takedown, is gonna fake a single leg takedown and then try to get behind you for a body to back suplex. Oh, oh no. Uh, that is only a 10 to hit. <laughs> it misses. Uh, Fia, <laughs> you, do, uh, you do the proper defense. Uh, <laughs> You get, you get like a wide stance to put your hands down uh, over your waist to stop it. <laughs> you get caught in the lace of one of my hunter's boots. Uh, Fia, that's your turn. Now Fia would like to once again activate her uh, blade into a green flame blade. And this time she will train it on the nasty little beaks of the raven. Are the ravens also wearing singlets? Uh, yes, they are little wrestler ravens. <laughs> they are raven the wrestler. Uh, there is a wrestler named Raven. Wow, so much face paint on those beaks. Uh, does a 21 hit? Yes, yes, 21 hits birds. That is going to be 13 damage to the birds. Oh, uh, the green birds. flame bird. Uh, you see you take out a bunch of the birds. It is not a swarm anymore. It's uh, just, a, just a few now. A single fat one? Uh, there's three fat ones. Ooh, okay. Um, and then uh, four fire damage goes to the zombie that was looking hurt. The zombie is on death's door. Oh, double death's I was door. Double death's Apologies. door. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I guess I'll just fucking war priest and bonus action attack again. Yeah. Sweet. War priest is a really cool phrase that would really freak me out if I met one in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds militant to be sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's going to hit. Uh, you doing this at the, the zombie? Yes, at the zombie. Okay, how much? Uh, so six damage. Six damage. Uh, zombie goes down, is going to try to stay up. DC stare 11. Right stare. St pops back up, one health. Oh. You go to pin pin this wrestling zombie, pops back up. Today you heard your last bell. Henry hits the floor twice and it kicks up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the shadows. The zombie's got a good coach. That is the shadows turn. The shadows just going to go for broke and go for Henry again. Bring it on. Come on. God, you are kicking the shadows ass. That's a fucking eight to hit. Misses. Uh, that's Zerk's turn. <laughs> um, so I'm out of spells. Uh, I'm hiding in the stairwell. I can't heal anybody, so I think I'm probably just gonna try and fire another crossbolt. Zombie. Sweet. Yeah. Nat twenty. Oh yes! my god. Ah, yes. uh, here's here's a fun Ooh. thing. On a critical hit, uh, the zombie cannot revive. Uh, so you shoot it yeah! directly in its heart where uh, it was reanimated, uh, and you see the thing just <gasps> and flops over. I say, I whisper, see you at Coroner Con. <laughs> and then I pull the trigger. <laughs> and you have a great idea for a costume, a wrestling zombie. Um, 
that <laughs> is back up to Henry. Um, and I, I can still see the shadow, right? You can. Uh, oh fuck! The shadow forgot to hide. Yeah, yeah. Ah. That's on me. I'll show you strength, you freaky little shadow. Oh, uh, nineteen to hit. Hits. Only six damage. But then it's going to be three. Uh, you see uh, Halbert comes down, splits the shadow a little bit, looks a little weaker, but it's still hanging in there. That is the Raven's turn. They are weakened, but they can still attack. Uh, okay, that time they're going to hit you, Fia. That's a 21 to hit. And they peck at you for a big four damage. Oh, my God. Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, it definitely hurts, like, emotionally <laughs> to get pecked by birds. <laughs> uh, Fia, that's your turn. I just hope they're keeping up Kakafabe. I am going to uh, I am going to go for this uh, shadow Kay. with a guiding bolt. Ooh. Slinging all sorts of bolts today. 22. To hit? Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, that hits. What type of damage is this? Radiant. Oh, it has vulnerability to it. It's an auto crit. Yes. Ah! Wow. <laughs> That's what I thought. And I rolled my dice already. Yeah. Um, 21. Jeez. My 21. God. I will six, six, four, five. Shine a little light on that thing. Fia, you've been so used to being like this hedge witch that is just off on her own that you've kind of forgotten what it was like to have a mentor and have help and to like learn about these horrors and everything. But mm. as you see all these, you've just been kind of using brute force, fighting these zombies and things, but as you see the shadow fighting Henry, you suddenly have this memory of reading Batilda the Blade Witch's book and your own uh, bestiary Volk, you actually made yourself and you would copy down things from the Blade Witch's book about horrors to learn their weaknesses and everything and you specifically remembered that this type of shadow that this type of horror is weak to this type of magic. You throw this radiant bolt using your knowledge as an apprentice blade witch, and you whoosh, dust this thing. It's gone. Yeah. I'm sorry, Henry. Did you want to do this? <laughs> uh, no, by all means. You taking care of that shadow was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and now if you can do this for the birds for me. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got it. Those, those birds can't lay a glove on me. Watch this. <laughs> Henry's bobbing and weaving. Uh, Zerk, there's like two birds left. It's your turn. Okay. Luckily, I've got one stone. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Bookfire laughs super loud. Ah, this guy's hilarious. I like him, oh. yes. Thank yes, you, Mr. Bookfire. Bookfire. Cool. I will go ahead and do another firebolt at the crows. Great. At the ravens. Ooh, that's a nat one and an 18. So Ooh, that's going right. to be 23. 23. Cool. Uh, go ahead and do your damage, but they're, uh, the swarm is very hurt. Damn it. Uh, that's just one point of damage. Oh, my God. The birds <laughs> live. You, ab you absolutely pierce uh, one of these ravens, okay, but the other ones are still alive. <laughs> I think I accidentally, instead of picking a bolt uh, from my quiver, I accidentally take Fia's cigar. <laughs> <laughs> You just shoot a cigar Excuse and ab me. you absolutely <laughs> obliterate one of the ravens and I explodes. I would give to you if you ask nicely. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I panicked. It's uh, okay. I have a humidor at home. Henry, that's you. <laughs> Henry throws down his halberd and uh, takes off his leather gloves and, he's, and he You've fights these birds. you getting really undressed. <laughs> like a, fights these birds like a man. I'm going to swing. I'm going to do an unarmed <laughs> strike at the birds. Okay. <laughs> said, do not proficiency, just your strength as a bonus. 
That's an 18. Yes, you wow. have. You see Henry fucking clocks a bird. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's like I'm training. How much, uh, what is your strength bonus? Um, it is plus four. Okay, you do exactly four damage. Henry, finish these birds. What is today about? <laughs> uh, yeah, Henry usually has his hands in his pockets, but when he does it, they're pretty fast. So, <laughs> Mr. Henry, very impressive. Yeah, surprisingly light. Uh, Henry runs up, sort of kicks off the wall, and just one, two, punches a couple birds on his way down. Fia <laughs> oh shadow God. boxes to imitate this. That was incredible, but I did not like seeing it happen. Yeah, no. I, they probably had eggs back home. <laughs> but I'm into the old-timey boxer thing for Henry. This is this is really fun development for me. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys are out of initiative. You guys um, have just defeated all of these horrors. You are in this disgusting room full of um, dead horrors leaking this disgusting um, dark red goo. Well, um, I would like to pull out a homemade vial uh, and collect some of this ichor for study. Great. Mm, can I, uh, I have a uh, needle from the blight earlier? Could I perhaps use this, uh, this goo as a tattoo ink? Uh, sure. A goo stick and poke. Inject yourself with some zombie goo. Do you want to test that first? It could be Yes, I'm saying in the future. Obviously, we are doing much more important stuff. Anyways, um, this was all very fucked up, right? Extremely. Is everyone else feeling like this is fucked up? Who was the man on the boat? Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. That was Dr. Nebel, my, my master, my teacher. We gotta go check on him. I mean, we can we can check on him, but he he was cut in half. So <laughs> we we gotta do what we can. We gotta get over there right now. Come on. I reassure Zerk by saying, um, "Zerkuska, my book was cut in half earlier today. All I had to do was cast mending on it. I'm sure we can fix him." I I know that cantrip. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be strong enough, but gosh, mm. we gotta try. Maybe don't my worry. master was secretly made of books. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you guys run down the stairs of the tower, rush towards the docks uh, and run down river. Uh, you see that the barge is still burning, oh. but the mysterious figure is gone. These fuckers. And so is the body of Dr. Aloysius Nebel. The body is gone. Okay, oh. but he, that guy, I... he tossed something, he tossed something in the water before before Did he got hacked, right? I am trying to find. Uh, yeah, you saw him toss something in the water. Go ahead and everybody give me, I'll say flat investigation checks. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you, I got another fucking 17, which investigation Ooh, wow. is plus four. So Very that's good. 21. Oh, wow. I got an 18, but I don't have a plus four. So I think you beat it. That's a seven for me. Uh, I think Zerk is going to uh, forego investigating and use his alchemy jug to try and put out the flaming boat. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> you see um, the fire is uh, still going a bit, but uh, it looks to be like brought about by some kind of magic, so it is like diminishing. The wreckage has also like come up on shore a little bit. Um, it is not flowing down the river anymore. Zerk, as mm. you go and um, you use your magic to kind of put out the remaining flames, you see that um, there are 
two sailors who were killed here. One of them was the one who had pulled up um, and talked to Henry. The other one is the one who was driving the coach. Uh, but you see Nebel's body is not here, and you see Nebel's, like, pack. Some of his stuff is not here. You see that, like, his trunk is opened, and, like, he was... Whoever this person was was looking for something. Uh, Nebel's oh. body is not here, but Fia and Henry... You both go in the water. It's very dark. It's impossible to see under the water. You dive under and are trying to see things, but uh, when you open your eyes, it's just darkness. But then when you poke your head up, you do see a single, dull, glowing blue sprite as its last kind of act of helping Dr. Nebble is lying on this floating book. Nice. I scoop this sprite up into a little cup and I take oh. the book to look at it. Do you read Sylvan? Yes, I do. Uh, Fia, Ooh. you read on the cover words in Sylvan that say Guardians of the Grove. And as you open it, you see that the book is soggy but appears to be a very magical tome and does not look to have been ruined and as you look through it this looks to be very similar to the book that your mentor had that the blade witch had it would appear that dr nebel was either some type of blade himself or was involved in their oh. order in some way and has been destroyed in much the same way that the witch disappeared. I am starting to get very worried for my witch. And that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> okay. Oh. Next session, all reading. Let's do it. So much reading. Get it around. I will read you more than just a note next time. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, you can uh, check out our short rest, our after show, over on patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing we yet. Oh, okay. Please don't what sing yet. Um, does anybody have anything they would like to plug? Um, oh, I have some more P.O. Box stuff I Ooh. can plug. Let's do it. Uh, um, if you would like to send us stuff, you can do it at uh, 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. Thank you all so much to the people that have sent us things. People like Adam R., who sent us the rule book for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tabletop RPG from the <laughs> 80s. All right. <laughs> Let's get uh, trying, really, baby. Weren't we talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at one point? Yeah, Ron? we were. Well, now <laughs> that can be a reality uh, because this is a very uh, thorough rule book with uh, lots of rules for how to play uh, the turtles or your own uh, mutated animal creature. It also has an entire section detailing how much electronics cost in this world in case you wanted to buy a VHS player. <laughs> is it, is, it, is oh the game gosh, from like the I 80s? That. It's the game from the 80s. Hell yeah. It's yeah. like Eastman and Laird original oh, turtles. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's the, the illustrations you, are crunchy. Um, Elizabeth K. and Andrew T. from Buffalo, New York, sent us homemade candles. Yes. Flavors, Thank you so much. The flavors include, uh, would you like a berry, Martha Togold sticky bun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And home sweet stump. Uh, and also a walking day roasted oatmeal stout. Um, cannot wait to burn these bad boys. They smell delicious. Also, Buffalo is far from New from Albany, but it is upstate New York. So I, you know, upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, love. Much love mm. from the upstate. Sorry about, mm -hmm. sorry about the bills. They came so close so many times. 
<laughs> this is their year. Don't worry. This is their year. <laughs> Henry's definitely a Bills fan. <laughs> oh. I love the Bills. <laughs> it tracks. He should have been there for Flutie. Why football? I don't understand. <laughs> Five Super Bowls. Katie and Ryan sent us a save the date for their wedding in Collegeville, PA, as well as some chicken wine themed face masks. Ooh. Oh, oh. Nice. They're very cute. It's one of the only masks that's big enough to fit my uh, stupid long face. So I I truly appreciate you sending those. (laughs) Um, Rebecca and Tyler sent us an announcement about their wedding on September 4th. Congrats, you two. That has occurred, hopefully. Um, And then Scott Wide sent us a nice note about uh, the rules for a homebrew drinking game they've implemented in their campaign. Uh, I feel like Hungry Dave would absolutely dominate that. I hope that (laughs) your players enjoy it. Um, oh, and David D, I mentioned this on our mix bag, sent us a gavel and a hammer, oh, hell uh, yeah. which we used on which our Which we've been using, court. and it's so cute watching Caldwell in the Zoom <laughs> wield his little gavel. It's very fun. Um, it, it's nice to finally have some power and responsibility around here mm-hmm. for once. Yeah, you say that every it's time true, you I hold It's true. I respect you more when you hold the small gavel. <laughs> you say that at the dinner table with Suze, right? <laughs> I mean, I do hold the gavel. Instead of using a knife and fork, I just smash my chicken with the gavel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> demanding what you watch on Netflix that night. Um, so that's that's all we have from the P.O. Box. Thank you so much for sending stuff. I've got a lot more we entries. Love it. It's so great. And I can't wait to shout them out next week. Sweet, everybody. Um, Jake, you got anything? Yeah, check out check out the shop. There's a bunch of new stuff in there. It's uh, shop.nadpod.com. And if you feel like spending money on stuff, you could also go to the uh, NADPod print shop where you mm. can support artists who uh, are uploading their awesome art. Yeah, and check it out. Yeah. And also, uh, we plugged it last week, but um, check out the NADPOD zine. Uh, you can also uh, just Google that, uh, find it's the NADPOD really awesome. zine made by um, a bunch of great, talented people, and donations go to a great cause. Final thing to plug mm. is voting. Yes. yes. If, you For know, the love of just God. get your voting plan on now. Just like make your schedule when you can. And like, if you need, obviously, polling lines get long. Bring NADPOD with you, right? Oh. You know, listen to it. Ooh. Bring us to vote. to vote. And if you do, let us know if you do, because that's fucking awesome. Good Lord. We could vote with everybody. That'd be so fun. <laughs> Very cool. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at chmurfsme, at Caldys Caldwell, at Jake Hurwitz is Jake, and at eaxford is Emily. I did it in a different order, and it feels weird. And you can tweet Freaking about the out. show doing hashtag. I'm back on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter. I had to see all the FIA art. I couldn't, I couldn't hold back. It's a good on. reason. You can tweet about the show using yeah. hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We, we are, we are, are the youth of a nation. We are, we are, are the youth of a nation. Hello, friends. Caldwell here. It is the end of the first episode of Eldermorn, which means it's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Let's get right to it. Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, Matt M., and Jordan DJ. Zerk's colleagues at Dr. Nebel's office. They all wear gloves and hairnets to work every day and were outraged that Zerk got to do a solo autopsy with the doc. That's honestly fair. Cutter W, Jibe G, Zolo Dolo, Dylan B, and Schubert the Mushroom. Sprite Sprites. These mischievous lemon and lime fairies gather whenever a cold, crisp, refreshing glass of Sprite is poured. They also gather for 7-Up, but they do it begrudgingly. 
Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M, Beardman Dan, and Scott D. Needle blights who use their needles to sew beautiful quilts and tapestries. Unfortunately, the tapestries have incredibly ornate death threats written on them in cross-stitch. So, buyer beware. Danny P, Elena C, mixologist Michael McD, and Balnor's boy. Other members of the Rooks. Much like Sib, these ruffians spend most of their day practicing knife tricks and eating freshly carved apples off the tips of their daggers. None of them have ever actually robbed anyone. Andrew B, Justin I, TJ M, the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M, and Trey Lay the Crayfay. A sleuth of bears with extremely hot claws. They can slice through a tree like butter and leave a trail of freshly baked salmon everywhere they go. Chilling. Jared E, Christopher B, Austin Bonesaw MR, Daniel R, and Jordan L. Wedding guest at the Copper Dagger Tavern. They were taking a selfie when Henry peered through the window, and honestly, his presence made everyone in the photo look way hotter. Hogfish strikes again. Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, Gage M, Skokilla, Destin C, and Richard X Machina. Magic crafters who specialize in creating tiny little bells for summoning horrors. They were attempting to create bells for fancy little princes to summon the royal crumpet chef with, but something went horribly, horribly wrong. Michael L, Kelvin Noodles, Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, Trash the Traveler, and Jory S, the hottest coroners at CoronerCon. And let us tell you, CoronerCon is their reaping season. Yow! Dana G, Callum L, Ryan, Jack L, and Flawless Whale, a set of know-it-all encyclopedias on Fia's bookshelf. Here's the thing. They're pretty outdated, so all their knowledge is mostly wrong. Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, Reese NS, Samuel B, and Mike H. The founders of Sprite Couples Therapy, a revolutionary approach to couples therapy where each partner is surrounded by sprites that glow their true feelings. Maybe Henry and Izzy should have tried that. Huh. Matthew E, Colton B, Adam G, Mateo C, and Eric B. The Thornkirk Bell Choir who is bending over backwards to dissociate themselves with the blindfolded bell ringing murderer. Yikes, bad optics. Panama James, Adrian the Halfling Bard, John H.N., Anime Intellect, and Dan. The Neighborhood Association of Thornkirk that is trying to ban smoking indoors and outdoors, solely because of Fia and her cigars. Nikki W., Grace G., Drew Nasty, CC Lulu, and Jay. Just a couple of Henry's exes, who all pretty regularly get a drunken, hey, I'm really sorry about the way things ended, messenger raven from Henry. Yikes. Barnesinator, Douglas A, Michelle O, Luke H, Aiden RH, and Ritterin. The librarians at Thornkirk Library, who have Fia's picture on the wall with the words, do not loan because of her mountain of unpaid late fees. Timmy R, Lucas B, Aaron S, Kevin M. and Austin C. Patrons of Thornkirk's only boxing gym. They don't like sharing the gym with so many undead horrors, but the zombies all pay their dues and wipe down the equipment, so there's not really anything they can do about it. Hogfish's Above Average Hog. Ha! <laughs> New York, Stephen C., KJ, and Michael Meyer. Members of the Thornkirk Garden Club. Their motto is, if you don't like roses, then absolutely get fucked. Gotta say, I agree. 
Rahul N, Mike K, Maxwell C, Nick L, and Karen T. The magic tobacco farmers that grow and roll Fia cigars. They're the only torcedores, that means cigar roller, who specifically make cigars to be paired with teas. They also sell cigars made from tea leaves, but they're much less popular. Ekathor666, Justin Raccoon, Nick W, Michael C, and Robert F. Henry's old landlords. They were very happy that he mostly paid rent on time, but also very sad for him based on how much Hungry Man TV dinners they saw in his trash. Esme M, Nathan, Casimir the All-Knowing, Big Bad Beardo the Mad, and Eric McD. Horrors that the Reaper accidentally made way too attractive. They're supposed to instill fear and wreak havoc, but honestly, everyone loves looking at them. Yow. Burley T, Axel A, The Red Rain, Christian A, and J Dragonborn. Sprite-colored sprites. These sprites are always in the mood for Sprite, and you can tell because of their translucent and bubble-looking glow. We got Sprite on the mind. Can't get enough of those Sprite jokes. Jonathan O, The Sandrian, Grant, Ben A, Feldonis, and Dave H. Zombie ravens who used to love breadcrumbs, but now like brains, but like really crumbly little pieces of brain. That's their favorite. Catherine S, David K, Christian S, Keith K, and Brittany B. A collection of animated bestiaries, but they mostly cover baby beasts, so they're super cute and cuddly. Hannah W, Kyle H, Emilio D, Frankie Koala, and Big Bad John. A group of young coroners headed to CornerCon in an epic costume of one giant dead body. Big Bad John is going as the feat. You're going to win the contest for sure. Aston S, Blair the Bug Blair Barbarian, Porkchop, Janelle M, Depressed Demon Hunter, and Alice. The zombie bird keeper's other flock of birds, who were thankfully all out of the tower delivering messages when it was attacked. They did return to find their caretaker fully dead, though, so that kind of sucks. Minette F, Pat L, Lauren H, Janina E, and Maddie Y. A bunch of bodies Zerk autopsied that are all now covered in Zerk's loose hair. Not cool, Zerk. Sorry, okay, geez. The Eldest Barry, Ryan S, The Bone Duster, Nathan J, and Joshua H. Bookvar's Book Club. They love to read about heroic acts and try to work up the courage to partake in some of their own. It's been working out, but not on Bookvar. Robot Crisps, Idrisil, Matthew K, Brentley C, and Demar B. A bunch of shadows who actually did steal Henry's strength. This is the main reason there was none left for the other shadow thing. Makes sense. Micah B, Carly Ann, Clark of the Thunderfox, Jorge C, Poopy Peepy Poopy, great, and Connor Savage McL, a zombie wrestling team. They're pretty badass, because if you try to take them down, they can just kind of shed limbs to get out of holes. Also, their singlets are super sweet and ultra shiny. And that is all of our shout outs. Thank you all so, so much. You put the elder in Elder Morn, and we couldn't do this without you. Love you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.